You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. What exactly is going to take place is exactly what you are seeing tonight. (laughs) It is just like somebody who is using a car or a vehicle that is like the brand of a Mercedes Benz. but they are using it like they are using Tico. That is what is happening to believers. The Lord said, what I have deposited in you is so major, but your use of it is like you don't even know what you have. We so underestimate the grace of God. Believers want to operate more like the world operates rather than depend on the grace of God. (laughs) Tonight is your night. Tell the next person, it's your season of growing in grace. Please tell them like you mean it. Tell them, it's your season of growing in grace. Oh, please tell the next person and tell the next person and tell three people and tell them, it's your season. Tell them like you mean it with all the strength and the vim that you, it's your season of growing in grace. And tell yourself, I am growing in grace. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 17 to 18. This is what Apostle Peter wrote. We're all going to read it together. Let's go. What does he say? You, therefore, beloved. You, therefore, what? You, therefore, beloved. So you can see he's talking to believers. Is that all right? Okay, so these are some of the things that you'll be able to separate when he's just talking to a crowd or he's talking to unbelievers or he's talking to some Jews or he's talking to believers. All right? The moment he says, beloved, then he's talking to fellow brethren. Praise God. He says, you therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, be, oh, read it like you're reading it. Beware, lest you also fall from your own steadfastness. So he's saying that you fall from your what? Steadfastness. So he's not saying that you're going to lose your salvation. He said you will fall from your what? Your steadfastness. Get it right. In other words... How steadfast, firm you are, you will lose your stability. You will lose your ground. Are you getting it? Thank you. Let's continue. Go. Being led away with the error of the wicked. But this is what you have to do. Go. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Tell the next person, grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Now, the word there, grow, is the same word increase. 
In the Greek word is called ozano, oxano. Say oxano. It means to do what? To give increase. To give increase. In other words, this is what you are expected to do. This is what you are expected to Grace has been given you. You are to make sure that it grows. Oh, praise God. Tell the next person, I have received grace. And tell them the fullness of it. But I must make sure that I feed well so that grace will grow. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, the tallness of a child is already in the child. Everything you are is already in you. If you have to grow, all you need to do is to make sure you feed well. It is not that something is now going to add up to it. It's already there. When you got born again, every grace you need was given. It's already deposited in you. But you've got to grow in it. Oh, praise the Lord. Tell the next thing, I've got to grow. When the child is still a child, something is happening. Something is wrong. There is an error somewhere. That's why he said, so that you are not led away by the wicked in error. So that you still be steadfast. You will not be kwashioko. You know Kwashioko. Increase in the grace that God has given you. Tell them, I need to do that. Tell them like you mean it. Tell them, I need to do that. What is grace? It is divine influence in your heart that is reflected in your life. Working outwardly. It is divine influence in your heart that is reflected in your life. That is working outwardly. So the thing is inward, but everybody's got to see the grace. You see, believer, don't think that yes, you have the grace. And it is right in there and that's okay. No, you are a human being. But there are certain things you do. Everybody knows you are a human being. So listen, when God has graced you, the grace has an influence right in your spirit and then it must show outside. There are things that would happen to you and everybody will see that the grace of God is upon this guy. The grace of God is with this guy. Oh, praise God. Tell somebody grace is working. I've got to show it forth. Tell them, I've got to show it forth. It is the outworking of an inward influence. It is not outside. It is inside. But it works from the inside to the outside. Oh, hallelujah. As you are sitting down so, grace is working in your inside. Oh, if you shall activate it, grace is working. And when grace shows and reveals itself outside of you, they will see the glory of God. When grace shows forth, it is glory that is seen. Grace and glory go together. When you have grace, glory will show. Oh, did you hear what I said? When you have grace, glory will show. working. From the day you got born again, grace started working inside of you. Alright. Growing in grace is not becoming more saved than at the moment of conversion. So get this right. Tell the next person, growing in grace is not becoming more saved than at the moment of conversion. So when we say you're growing in grace, it doesn't mean that, oh, then you are saved better. No. 
When you are born, you are born. Praise the Lord. You are born. And you are born. So don't tell me, I will be born and be born. No, I am born. I am my father's child. I will not become <laughs> any more better than my father's child that I am already. Oh, hello. Are you getting there? Uh -huh. All right. So if, if people make you do stuff to feel that it makes you better, it's a lie. You are what God has already made you. From your day of birth. You are not more saved. Number two. You are not more pardoned than when. You got converted. <laughs> when we say growing grace. It doesn't mean that they have, your forgiveness is gone the next notch. Wake up. Tell the next person, wake up. No, that doesn't mean so. So, 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 some of you, you think that you have become holier. You know what I mean. He has, no, 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 no. He has made you complete. He has made you what? Complete. Listen, you cannot add to what Christ has done. If you can add to what he has done, then you don't need him. No. If we say growing in grace, it doesn't mean that you're more forgiving. So it means that, okay, when you pray, um, because you fasted for 21 days, the Lord has forgiven you more. You see, you see the deception. So, some of you, you place your faith in your fast. And you think that God is waiting for you to fast before he forgives you. Then he must be a wicked God. Why did he die? His death, burial, resurrection forgave you all your sins. And when the deal was cut, it was done. The day you got born again, your sins for the past, present, future are forgiving. When the songwriter wrote, he said, So the rapture for the believer is comfort. It's not pain. He's not waiting to be saved. Your spirit connects with his spirit. And when he comes right now, there's the connection. You are going. You have made heaven. So you live heaven on earth. Oh, praise Jesus. Are you here with me? You are no more pardoned than when you were converted. So stop trying to achieve. That's what most believers are. Most believers are trying to achieve. Look at the next. Growing in grace is not becoming more justified than at salvation. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So he didn't wait for you to be righteous before he died. So your justification has nothing to do with your own righteousness. So who told you that by your good works, you have become more justified? Who told you that? It's a lie from the pit of hell. Oh, praise God. If somebody's prayer is answered more than your prayer, it is because they know the word more than you know. 
<laughs> they know how to use the manual of their vehicle more than you. That's why they are actually getting so much out of the vehicle more than you. Are you here with me? I'm coming. Look at the next. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. Verse 1 to 3. Look at what Apostle Peter said. He's the same guy who told us to grow in grace. And before he said that, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, look at what he said. Let's all read. Go. So get rid of your feelings of hatred. Don't just pretend to be good. Be done with dishonesty and jealousy and talking about others behind their backs. Okay, so, so, so the way all of you went like that. So what it means that the crowd I have here is the crowd that people talk about, but they don't talk about people. It's amazing how God can gather. <laughs> Are you here with me tonight? But true, that's punchline. All right, let's continue. Go. He said, Why would you do that? Why would you stop dishonesty? Why would you be done with just talking and gossiping about people? Why would you be done with hatred? Why would you do that? He says, Go. Now that you realized how kind the Lord has been to you, put away all evil, deception, envy, and fraud. Long to grow up into the fullness of your salvation. Cry for this as a baby cries for his meal. You are not doing this because God wants to kill you. You are not doing this because God wants to punish you. You are doing this because of the kindness that he has shown you. And because of this kindness and this love, it generates you to want to stop certain things and say, I want to enjoy every inheritance that he has for me. Oh, praise the Lord. So me stopping certain things is just for my own good. So that I can enjoy all the things he has reserved for me. Oh, praise the Lord. Are you getting the point? So that if you're a child of your father, and you want to enjoy the fullness of the riches of your father, it is not because you are no more your father's child. But it's because you want to get into all the inheritance that he has for you. Oh, praise the Lord. So he said, make sure that you get, you grow up into what? The fullness of your salvation. There's so much for you to take. Don't dwell on those things. Get yourselves out of them. Listen to me. Christians don't do certain things because they are trivial. They are useless. They are not helpful. It's not that our God threatens us with them. Oh, praise God. Are you hearing me? It's because we love him. It's because we show him. That, that kindness is shown us. When we think about it, we don't understand. It's our appreciation of saying, Ah, Lord. You've done so much. Oh, praise the Lord. Are you here with me tonight? He says, 
cry for this as a baby cries for his milk. Long to grow up as if your life depends on it. Hello. Are you getting the point? Yeah. Because the way the baby cries for milk is because for the baby, if they don't get the milk, it's like they will die. All right? They cry for it. The point is, they don't even know what the world is. They don't even know what life is. But for them, if they don't get milk, they are done. That's the baby's world. He said, for this instance, just become like a baby. Oh, praise God. And may you love the word. Love Jesus. Love to do good. Just like the baby longs for milk. speaking to you. Jesus, we thank you. Tell somebody, grow up. Oh, tell them, grow up, grow up, grow up. Look at what Apostle Paul told Timothy, his son, and he mentioned it clearly there. Let's already go. He says, you therefore my son be what? Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace. 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 grace. So tell somebody, grace is in me. Grace has been given me. But I have to be strong. In that grace that I have received, tell the person, I have to be strong in that grace that has been given me. In other words, Timothy, grow in the grace. Timothy, love the grace of God. Timothy, desire the grace of God. Timothy, let your passion be full of the grace of God. Anytime you turn, turn to grace. Anytime you pray, pray for grace. Make sure that this grace for which has been deposited in your spirit will continue to grow. You will never ever depart from that grace. Be established in the grace. Be planted in the grace. Be, 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 be firm in the grace. Like a statue, you are not going anywhere. Whether rain or shine, may you make sure that you are in this grace. Let this grace be your pillar. Your resting place. Rest in the grace. Oh, praise God. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at Proverbs chapter 3. This was Solomon advising his son. Look at Solomon. Look at Solomon. Look at Solo. 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 Look at Solo. Look at what Pastor Solo said. He says, My son, never forget these things I've taught you. If you want a long and satisfying life, closely follow my instructions. All right? Symbolism is God who is talking to his children. Oh, praise the Lord. All right. He says, never tire of what? Loyalty and kindness. Hold these virtues tightly. Write them deep within your heart. Look at the next verse. He says, if you want favor with both God and men and a reputation for good judgment and common sense, then do what? Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Don't ever trust. You have been trusting yourself too much. You don't want to rest in the grace of God. That is why Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, be strong in the grace of God. Grace is your dependence on him. You are trusting him solely. It is 100% him. 0% you. That is what you call grace. 
So when he says be strong in the grace, he says remove yourself from the picture. And put him there solely. It is either your effort or grace. Look at what he says. Let, let's go. Three. Go. He says, in everything you do, put God first. And then he says, and he will direct you and crown your efforts. Wait. So somebody would think that your effort is working. No. When you put God first, then he takes over. He directs. So it is no more your... Now you don't take the credit. It's no more you. Now he takes over the wheel and begins to direct your instincts. He directs your emotions. He directs your mind. He directs your will. He takes over and he shows you where to go, what to do, where to stand. And sometimes you are about to broke a deal and he says, no, this deal is not the best one for you because he's the one directing. You are not the one in charge anymore. He's the one. Trust him completely. In everything you do. When we say <laughs> growing up in grace is trusting completely. That's what we do. Where you know more. Listen to me. Where everybody says they're popular. But because you are depending on him, everybody is saying they're popular. You hear the unpopular from him and you say, yes, Lord. Are you hearing me? Yes. Yes. Because listen, if you want to go the popular way, you are going to get the popular result. But if you want to go with God, you will get the result that is called the God class. Listen, David said, I have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. I can say the same. And anybody who completely trusts the Lord, you will never be deranged. He will never fail you. If there's anything you've got to do next month, make sure that you establish yourself and grow in the grace. Submit to the grace of God. Tell yourself you have nothing to do in this business. It is him alone. You see, that is when you can take over a business, you don't have a penny in your pocket. Are you understanding me? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That is when all the odds are going against you, but you stubbornly stand and say, I have the Lord Almighty with me, and if he is with me, I'm the majority. Praise the Lord. Look at something. Ephesians. Chapter 1. The first thing to do if you have to grow in grace is to grow in the knowledge of Christ Jesus. As you grow in the knowledge of him, hey, <laughs> Your confidence in him will be stronger. And it churns out grace. Oh, praise the Lord. That's why you can rely on him. Rest on him. Do you know that there are certain believers who still, in their mind, they doubt the death and burial and resurrection of Christ? How can they trust grace? You see, how can, so they are at a very low level. But you see, those people, they come to church tomorrow. And then they come the next three months. Or they wait for Easter, 31st night. Call those days. Or a sister is doing a wedding. Then you see them at church. 
Because listen, they lived with the world. And when they think that everything else is failing and is failing, once a while, they just pass through and see if this thing will work. Oh God, you are losing out. I mean, some of us will go and we'll see so much we had that we couldn't even lay hands on. Mercy. 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 So look at what Apostle Paul prayed for his people. He said what? Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Next, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Continue. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come and he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body and the fullness of him who feels Apostle Paul says, when you get the understanding and the full revelation of this, you will grow in grace. When you know this, you will trust him completely. When you know the power, the exceeding power that is working inside of you. And that, listen, he is the head of all principality and power. Thrones and dominion. And you are seated together with him. In heavenly places. In the place of authority. So if he is the head of all principalities. And all powers. And dominions and thrones. And he's sitting above them. And you sit next to him. Why would you rest. In yourself. Uh, Paul says, when you get this understanding and you get this knowledge, you will grow in grace. Ah, you will grow in grace. Most of us walk like mere men. We talk like mere men. As a matter of fact, that is what makes us feel accepted. Oh, God. Oh God, it's a pity. It's a pity. You, they said, oh, we are dying. And then you join them. Yes, so we are dying. It's an echo. And it goes together. The believer and the unbeliever. What is the difference then? Are you a believer? Then be a believer. The believer does not talk like the unbeliever. As a matter of fact, the believer knows who they are. They know that they are different. Even when everything around them is dying, they are living. They are succeeding. They are doing well. They are going to the top. They don't go down together with everybody. They are distinguished and they stand out because they know who they are. That all things have been put under their feet. Some of you beg unbelievers. You beg them for money. And you, you, you let them know. You, you say, I am desperate. My brother, if you don't help me, I'm done. And then tomorrow you tell them you are preaching them the gospel. 
Oh, really? They are preaching the gospel to them. They will ask you, which good news is that? <laughs> Tell them that's pretty. I will grow in grace. Listen to me. Listen, listen. This is not a fluke. This is the reality of the believer. This is the real life. Listen, that's why if you are not careful, you are an eagle. But yet you will display the chicken. Because the unbeliever is a chicken. And they are playing the chicken without effort. Because that's their nature. You are an eagle. And you are trying to be a chicken. That's why you are frustrated. Am I speaking to somebody? That's why, that's why most believers are frustrated. Because we are playing in a terrain that is lower than us. It's not in our nature. It's not in our blueprint. It's not in our DNA. That's not your DNA. That's not, not, that's not how you were made. That's why you are born again. They were born. But you are born again. When you were born in the spirit, your spirit was regenerated. You are wired by God. You live according to God's dictates. You don't live by the dictates of men. You don't listen to the whims and caprices of people. If you do that, you will lose your identity. Are you getting the point? The next thing. As you grow in the knowledge of him, what you need to continue to do is to make sure that your consciousness stays on the grace. Grow in grace means the consciousness of God's grace in your life. Constantly be conscious that I live by grace. Be conscious. Be conscious. Be conscious. Be conscious. You know, there are a sad group of people when you tell them, Tomorrow, we are going to meet. They will tell you, if, if the Lord graces us. And then you laugh at them. Say, hey, these people, they, they are cool. They are conscious of the grace of God. They are conscious. When you grow in God's grace, you will be conscious. Every time, your mind will be on the grace. My, my brother, my sister, listen to me very carefully. If you are not conscious of God's grace, you will be conscious of self-guilt and condemnation. Do you know that many believers sit in church and yet they feel condemned? As a matter of fact, they are praying, but they don't believe their prayer will be answered. Because their consciousness is on guilt, condemnation. And that's actually where most of us, our consciousness, that's where we are sin conscious. That's where we spend most of our awareness. Your mind is your place of awareness. Do you know your mind is different from your brain? What is on your mind is what your brain works. Your mind is transcendent. It's an invisible place. It's your place of imagination. Are you here with me? Uh -huh. That's where your, your mind is your place of imagination. Okay? Then when your mind is wondering your brain will begin to work in that same way 
And then it will affect your will, your choices. It will affect your emotion. That is what will get into your soul. And then your body will begin to act it. That's how most of us are worked. When you are a spirit being, that's why your mind is your spirit. When you are born again, your mind is born again. For Paul said, he said, for you have the mind of Christ. In other words, that, that's your place of awareness. In your mind, the grace of God is so unprecedentedly strong and established. And so, and so it works your soul, your will, your intellect, your emotions begin to act by grace. And then your body begins to show it and reveal it. So you, each time you are working towards grace. And that's the next thing. The next thing is your expectation. It becomes your expectation. It becomes your expectation. So you see, wherever you are going, you are expecting grace. When you go to the interview, in your mind, you are passed. In your mind, you'll be favored. In your mind, you shall be the preferred one. When you are going for the contract, ah, you know that when the bidding takes place, grace has gone ahead of you. And so therefore, when you get there, it surely is going to be well. You are not going to be jittery. You are not going to be, fear, be afraid. Because you know God is with you there. That's your expectation. And he says the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. It will never be cut off. It will never be cut off. Hey, listen. I pray for you that in the month, in this season, nothing will be able to stop you. Nothing. 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 Listen, you, you, you have gotten to that place. When everybody says we have we have thrown in the towel, that is when you take the challenge. Just like David. And he said, I am not the one who is going to fight you. He said, The Lord who is the head of the army, the commander of Israel, he is going to be the one who will beat you down. I will just throw. By his hand. Oh, Jesus. Why? Because David's consciousness was on the grace of God. Ah, and you, New Testament believer. <laughs> do you know that Jesus told us? Jesus told us. Matthew chapter 11. Jesus told us. You know what he told us? He said that John the Baptist... Is, is, is greater than all who came before him that were born of a woman. And he says, the least in the kingdom. So the person who just gets born again right now, he said, he is greater than John the Baptist. Work the equation. Work, work the equation. He says, John the Baptist, because he is the one who announced the Messiah. Because the Messiah, Jesus, is the promise that all of them were waiting for. So all that they were doing, they were just waiting for the promise. Hebrews chapter 11 makes us know that they couldn't even see the promise. The promise was not realized. Because Jesus did not come in their time. So the one who announced him, John the Baptist, Jesus says, he is greater than Abraham. He is greater than Moses. Who was not in Genesis, but wrote Genesis. Greater than Joshua. Who took them to the promised land. And he says, that the one 
Who gets born again? Who is the least in the kingdom? Who you call a baby? Say, baby believer. He said, that baby believer is greater than John the Baptist, who is greater than all of them. Now listen. Listen to me. Read, let's read this scripture. Look at what James tells you. Go. So get rid of all that is wrong in your life. Both inside and outside. You see he's making, making emphasis. Okay. Inside and what? Because it all starts what? Out of the abundance of the heart. There must be. So it's your consciousness that tells what you do. Let's go. And said what? Be, humbly be glad for what? The wonderful. So you see, the message of the gospel is wonderful. It doesn't condemn you. It doesn't put you in bondage. It doesn't make you feel dirty. No, it's a wonderful message. And he says, the wonderful message we have received, for it is able to what? Save our souls as it takes hold of our... Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. May it take hold of your heart. May it take hold of your mind. May it take hold of your consciousness. Hallelujah. And then what happens next? Look at what happens next. He says, go. And remember, it is a message. It's a message to not just to. Are you getting the point now? It is something that must take hold of your heart. It is not something you just listen to. It must take hold of the reins of your heart. Because when it takes hold of the reins of your heart, you would obey. It doesn't go through your ear. And you just listen to it. And say, oh, it's wonderful. No. He said, so don't fool yourselves. For if a person just listens and doesn't obey... Look at the description. He is like a man looking at his face in a mirror. Next. As soon as he walks away, he can't see himself anymore. Or remember what he looks like. You see what he tells us? He tells us that if you're a believer and you hear this wonderful message of the cross and you Get out of this place. And you've forgotten what I told you. It means you have forgotten who you are. It's an image problem. It is not just a doing problem. It is an image problem. Because when you go out right now, you are going to meet exactly the opposite of everything I have told you about yourself. And they will tell you that what you are saying doesn't work. I said you are wonderfully and fearfully made. But they will tell you that as for you, you can't learn. And the way your brain is, you have a problem. As much of a, I will tell you that you are healed. When you get out, the expert will say, oh, Charlie, the way you are, your intestines are rotting. He gets the point. Everything that you say, they will give another report. And very soon, because of that, you will be like the man who looked into the right mirror, saw who they are. As soon as they got out, they forgot who they are. They can't even see their picture, the image of who they are anymore. Our women do it a lot. They look into the mirror in the, in the bedroom. When they come into the car, there's another mirror in the bag. Some also have one in the car. As a matter of fact, you have the side mirror. Two. Inside, 
Then they sit in front. There's one there. You see them looking at this. When they finish, they put it, they close it. Whilst you are going, they are looking at this one. When they get to the office, they remove the wine in the bag. Most believers behave the same way. Jesus told them, only believe. Listen to me. When you believe, the problem is solved. Listen, when you believe, you go and do. <laughs> it's a belief problem. Listen to me. When you believe, you go and what? Oh, a small girl met a man who is an army commander who fights battles and has not lost a battle. He was the, 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 the commander of the Aramean army. And the little girl was serving there. But the little girl knew God more than the man who has fought all the battles of life. And whilst the man was struggling with belief, the little girl, the little girl, the little girl looked at the man and said, if he had told you to do a difficult thing, wouldn't you have done it? What he's telling you is little. The difference it's not the littleness of what the man has to do or not to do. It is because he doesn't trust the one who is asking him to do what he has asked to do. Listen to me, very believers. God is taking us into a place where we become a wonder to our world. I'm telling you. All we need to do is to grow in this grace. Oh, praise the Lord. Grow in the knowledge of him. And when you know him, the level of your knowing will take over the level of your consciousness. And it will take over the level of your expectation. That is how grace works in the believer. Your goods will be sold in record time. Because it has taken over your consciousness. Things don't last with me for two months. Not in my safe. Listen to me. And it takes over your consciousness because you know who you are. You walk in that dominion and authority and it becomes so. You know your image. As you keep looking into the mirror of who he is, you will see who you are. Grace, glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.